I'm R.J. Bell with a big Monday with all the sports betting news. Green Bay Packers dominate, dominate in a bad spot, the Rams. But they're not the Super Bowl favorite, not even close. New England and the AFC dominate once again Tennessee. But they're Super Bowl favorite. Night favorite one and a half at those teams are the Super Bowl favorite. We'll tell you who is. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas. Live on a gigantic, big, big, big Monday. Live on 225 FSR stations across this great nation. I did a little calculations, and I estimate, and this is just an estimate, that we've got two hours and 23 minutes of show to put into an hour. Unfortunately, we won't be able to talk too much about college football or I think Michigan and Ohio State played... (laughs) I'm not exactly sure about that. But maybe tomorrow, maybe, look ahead tease at 6 Eastern every day. Sports bettors listen for the money. And we probably won't get to the Steelers either, I don't think. <laughs> Good call. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans are no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoff. Thanks, RJ. Great to be here on a wild, busy Monday. The Patriots continue to make their case as the best team in the AFC. The college football playoff picture, unfortunately, is whittled down even further for RJ. And the 3-7 and seven Seahawks are favored on the road in Washington. What is the Vegas lead? You know, all joking, I, I think, and Colin was talking about this at length today, is Riley, Lincoln Riley going to USC Big story. <clears throat> I think uh, oh, somehow our bet, where I had Oklahoma over Cincinnati, your pick was so Dead. bad they couldn't even <laughs> and they couldn't just lose the one game. Somehow you benefited from that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I will start though in the NFL, and I do think it's interesting because if you look at, and this is something no one else I don't I haven't heard anyone else talk about this. If you stack rank. Five years of wins, not counting this season in the NFL. All right, who's the best team? Who's the teams with the pedigree? Now, why do I care about this? Well, we've talked a lot about priors when it comes to math. What does that mean? Well, the NFL doesn't have enough games for us halfway through the season, two thirds through the season, to have enough to say this is all that matters. We don't care about anything else. So what do you have to do? You have to go back and say, last year doesn't mean as much, but it means more than nothing, and we needed something because we don't have enough now. Okay. Year before that, kind of same thing. You keep going. There are institutional elements to this. Who The coach. Belichick is still the coach. Andy Reid is still the coach. How much does that matter? How much does the trainers matter? We don't know their names, but how much do they matter? Browns, everyone's celebrating. Oh my God! This deflated. Oh, this, this, this. They're so good, Minnesota. There, blah, 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 blah. Okay, they're the Browns. Now we could say that is 
simple thinking, it's it's too simple, or we could say there's something in the water, there's something in the foundation with these teams that matter. I don't know. Let me look at the bottom here. The Jets are the worst. They have 23 wins in the last five years. Hmm. Not so good. Something about that. This year, they brought in a coach from the 49ers with Cousin Cal, anointed him, blessed. It doesn't look so good. Second pick in the draft. Doesn't look so good. I don't know. It might change, maybe. Jacksonville. Hmm. There's 25. Oh, there's Cleveland right there. Shocker. 25 wins entering this season. Now you could say, hey, there's Cincinnati at 25. Maybe they're different, or maybe they're not. All right, maybe Pittsburgh's just down. Does that include this? This No, because that would bias it, gotcha. right? Is what we wanted to say was, in the we know this season, the prior five at 16 through 20. Oh, by the way, I can see why, McKenzie, I, I asked for this, you know, early. And I, you know, he, I go, where is that? He goes, oh, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you really need it? He goes, I got, yeah, I asked for it. He goes, all right. And then he walked real slow to get it, hoping the show to start. San Francisco's sixth worst on this list. Oof. 31 wins in the last five years. The only teams worst, Giants, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Jets. And then Arizona. So it does go to show you Arizona is a fluke. Arizona goes against, not a fluke. Arizona is unexpected. It goes against my premise, which is the following. Here's the top teams. Kansas City, who, oh, I don't know, is the second favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Right now they're six and a half to one. As much uh, consternation, hand-wringing, too high safety talk, the second favorite, the favorite in the AFC. Number two, New England, 57 wins during this time. Oh, look, New England looks pretty good right now. Yeah. And then as we continue down the list, and let's look at the teams winning. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to guess who the next few teams were. I, I would have guessed the – I would actually would have thought the Seattle Seahawks would have been higher. Uh, I guess. Well, Seattle's high. Pittsburgh's high. Saints are high. And then what we have is Baltimore, Green Bay, Rams. And Rams, we can say, well, what are they doing? Tennessee. So think about this. Consistent we, teams. We have. We certainly have the aberration. Now Pittsburgh's aberration is they're 500 right, right now, right? The aberration of the Saints is they were just almost before they had a, another major. I mean, you can't lose your quarterback to to retirement, then lose your quarterback to an injury, and think it's all just going to be okay. And then play without tackles and yeah, yeah, wide receivers. I mean, and Saints <laughs> still have a chance to win to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a 500 or so team. Pittsburgh's going to be a 500 or so team. We'll see Seattle tonight. And then we got Baltimore, Green Bay. So isn't it interesting amongst the teams that are really doing well this year? All right. We and obviously Tom Brady moving. It's almost like the New England pedigree should transfer over there a little bit. Because it's more about that than it is in Tampa than it is the Tampa Bay Bucks four years ago, what they were doing. Everyone's trying to forget that. Right? That's what Brady did was he changed that culture. He changed the foundation to some degree. Now, is that gonna last past his retirement? Probably not. But as of right now, when you look at Kansas City, New England, Baltimore, oh, the number one seed right now, Green Bay, these are amongst the five, six, seven best teams of the last five years. And lo and behold, in a year in which everyone thinks seem to be different early on, it's really not. Now, who's the exceptions? Well, we got Arizona as an exception for sure. Uh, I mean, they are – listen, they're the one team – you can make whatever excuses you want. There's really no excuse. They don't need it. You know, my, my quarterback's hurt? Well, fine. We'll go 2-1. and one. 
It's pretty good. Um, looking through here, the Bills, now that's interesting. Buffalo's in the top tier of this, top third of the league, because they've been pretty good for a while. Bills are right there. So, the, and since they made the AFC title game last year, not unexpected. Ravens, Rams, Cowboys, a little bit unexpected, but they're starting to drop back. Bengals, certainly unexpected, but eh, we'll see. And there you are. It strikes me, AJ, that, that as much as the NFL talks about parity, as much as we say every year a last place team is going to get first in their division and only half the playoff teams make it or whatever, some, I think it's right around that math, there are those top tier teams. Oftentimes it's quarterback related. Right? And we'll see. New Orleans, new quarterback. We'll see. Pittsburgh, new quarterback. Seattle, if they lose their quarterback. And, and, and I think it's partially the quarterback and it's partially the organization. Because what do we have here? Belichick, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh. And we got to ask ourselves about Green Bay and uh, how good that this is a team that went 13 and 3, 13 and 3. And. Well, I think LaFleur kind of changed, like revitalized that. That's what I'm saying. LaFleur, but, but I guess my point was no one has given Green. I mean, we, you know, I don't remember if I gave it here or not. I think I did. I know I gave it on the pod, but I never give a future bet in the NFL, hardly ever. I'm going to start giving some more, I think. But I, I last week, 12 to 1, Green Bay. I know I said in passing. I don't, I don't know if there was a lot of music around it or big production. So I'm not going to take credit for it until unless I verify it, because I hate that when someone says, well, you could have known by the way I was talking that I was kind of hitting it. <laughs> but when those teams lose, there's no, you never you hear, hear the bells and whistles. Yeah, you <laughs> never hear a word about it. That's why we make it official. But I thought Green Bay was a team that not only has played well, but is getting healthy or has the potential to get healthier. Right? Obviously, their left tackle, cornerback, running back, and a, a rush end can all come back for Green Bay. All you know, top players. How can you be nine and three and have all those guys missing so much of the season? And Aaron Rodgers not really playing his. He didn't play like last year. I'll tell you that much. By the way, why is Aaron Rodgers' dad doing his post-game press conferences? <laughs> you mean Beanie Beard, Aaron no. Rodgers? The, no, his dad with the big gray. No, that's that's him. No way. That's him. <laughs> I got to be honest. You got you got to be confident to say, you know what? I look, you know, because he doesn't look old for his age if he if he shaves. No. You think you know he looks about thirty three or so? Says, so, you know, I'm going to grow a big beard and look like my dad. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're just good looking. When you, you know, you're just so confident. You, know, you ever see those girls and women who are, you know, they'll throw on jeans and a T-shirt and be ready for like a photo shoot? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen them at a distance. Sure, yeah. Is Restraining orders. <laughs> I don't think she filed against you. I think it was just, that was the way to back gotcha. you off a little bit. But it, to me, that is almost Aaron Rodgers. They say, I don't really, I'm going to go the other way just to, but still, it doesn't. You remember Ben Roethlisberger tried that and the whole world was like, oh, he's, he's gained 200 pounds. No, he just grew a beard. There were, well, he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> he did look like Sasquatch to some degree. And you know what? He probably should have been working out. <laughs> Uh, maybe if in he, hindsight, if he, yeah, if he was saving the beard, you know, saving the time shaving to work out, but I see no evidence. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. I'm hard Look, they put the picture up on the screen. Yes, it's Papa Aaron Rodgers. But I believe in last week at 12 to 1, Green Bay was a great bet. Now at 7.5 to 1, not as great. 
I tell you this, and we'll talk about it after the break, and we'll get into New England even more, but let me get the closing thought from you, AJ. This overarching concept that a team, oh, Carolina's 3-0. Ooh, dog. <laughs> well, how's Carolina done the last five years? Now, we could say the same thing about Arizona, and let's see what happens to Arizona. Right? I think, I'm impressed. I'm surprised. Kingsbury gets a lot of credit. Though right now, Belichick is the favorite for Coach of the Year. Wow. And I know for a fact I gave out the medley. We gave out um, uh, uh, Tennessee and Vabral. Yeah. That V, it always confuses me about how silent that is because people seem to say it half. It's almost like a half pronunciation. But fair enough. And then uh, Kingsbury, I thought, you know, we it was right in the six to one range. Vrabel was eight and a half to one. And at the time, this is two weeks ago, Belichick was like, Mackenzie, was it 35? I thought it was 30 to one. 30 to one. I remember Fez saying it's, it's Vrabel or Kingsbury. The rest of the discussion is closed. Yeah. I, I don't think it's but close. Remember, it was that in that conversation is where I said, well, because yes. remember, this is all about Buffalo. And, and Belichick's only won, I think, two coach of the years because it's narrative based. If you're supposed to be great and you're great, everyone says, OK, you didn't did your job. You didn't screw up. Exactly. Exactly. But everyone had Buffalo. You thought Buffalo was the best team in the last 10 years or so. Right. No. <laughs> everyone had Buffalo. And if New England can win that division. Unless Kingsbury ends up, you know, fifteen and two, fourteen and three, he may. I think Belichick's right in it with a rookie quarterback. I think he should deserve some credit. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, what really? When's the last time people mistake this? Big Ben made the Super Bowl his second year, not his first year. So they went fifteen. His first year they went fifteen and one. After Maddox got hurt after two games, we'll talk some Steelers, but let's talk some glory days. <laughs> but Maddox got hurt. Big Ben came in. They went fifteen and one. That was game three, and if I recall, and uh, which was great. But then they lost to New England and Pittsburgh as a three-point underdog. I still remember that game. Home underdog, fifteen and one. Talk about respect for the Patriots. And then I don't think you were gambling at this point. I don't right? think I was. Yeah, and <laughs> got a little history here. And then what we saw was the next year, Big Ben went to the Super Bowl and won Super Bowl forty. So second year it happens, right? And is it me or, or uh, it was Kansas City? Mahomes, and Mahomes was the second year. But first Mah- year starting. Mahomes, yeah, he didn't play in the first, his rookie year. Yeah, still. Listen, let's not act like sitting back. I right. mean, it was impressive for sure. But I mean, how? When's the last time a rookie quarterback? And you could make the case, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we'll see. I, I'm not sure how good these young quarterbacks are going to be, but for sure, Mac Jones is in that top tier right now. And, you know, your concern was, and last topic quickly, then we'll take our first break. Your concern was with Mac Jones, he wasn't going downfield. And uh, the training wheels, we call them. It feels like as it's been necessary, they've been coming off. Are you, do you look at Mac Jones as a a big hindrance to success? No, not at all. And especially the way they're using him, the way they're, they're going so run heavy and it's setting up Mac Jones for success, which is what you should have expected Belichick to do from day one. Set, set his quarterback up for success. All right. When we come back, we'll finish up with New England, talk about the Super Bowl odds there and a little early look see at this Buffalo game because it's a big one. And we'll get into Green Bay and the Rams. What's wrong with the Rams? I think I know. All that and more coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. The government <laughs> Shoppers, please go to aisle seven. <laughs> we are straight. Out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get into the Green Bay Packers and what they accomplished yesterday. Before that, we'll finish up our New England Patriots conversation. Here's one of the things I love about Fox Sports Radio is they trust their talent and they love, you know, there's studies or whatever about Christmas music. And I, you know, my first year, I said, I got to quit. Like, I'm out. I, they go, what? You got a you know multiple year contract? I said, well, talk to my lawyers. I can't go on with that music because I don't like old school. Now, listen, I like old old school Christmas music. You know, like I, Bing Crosby. Yes, but but I like it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, think, and then I'm sick of it by six o'clock. I think that's fair. But you know, most people aren't. But what they, why I love them, is they said, well, you pick some Christmas music. So I've got like a 10 song medley that I got to get sent tonight that has, you know, like the Sex Pistols doing like Christmas songs. And you know what? They just smile and say, yep, Christmas. All right. I like that. I do. <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you and the FSR people. Well, yeah, give them some credit. <laughs> AJ, a little, a tiny bit. Sliver. Mackenzie, a tiny bit. Less of a sliver, even. I think Present. so. No, 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 not over, not over the course. You probably are worth ten times as much, but he's been here more than ten times as long. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you following yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And Brad, now listen, Brad kind of became part of the family because he got in our super contest picks. So I text him, and I and I, and first time I ever text him. I don't, you know, text underlings typically. I oh I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I texted him and I go, uh, please confirm. That's all I said, right? He knew, I, but I told him by email I was going to text him. He goes, this is Brad Rousseau. <laughs> I, I, I could not tell if he was being like deadpan funny, but he wasn't. He was like, who could be texting me? You know, Brad came over for uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, I, I you saw know, it. You know what my son had to say about him? Uh, I have great. I'm 14 years old, but I have empathy for him. It, this was what he said, Brad. What a guy. <laughs> He shows up. Now, listen, this guy's tall. He was an athlete in high school. He's like in his late 20s. He shows up and looks like a, the dude from Anchorman. Like the mustache was like Tom Selleck. And then he like. He, he looks like not handsome Burt Reynolds. He, he completely changed his appearance for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's, it, was, it was startling. You had a good uh, line off air about people cleaning up. <laughs> you know, they always say, like, you clean up good. Brad does not clean up good. <laughs> not he, you, buddy. But in a way, since he doesn't clean up, what would you rather do, though? If you only clean up, let's say, once every 20 days, right, on average, and you look good, and you look grungy and like crap the rest of the time, wouldn't you rather not clean up good and look better relatively that's, when you're not cleaned up? That's true. So Brad's lucky. Uh, maybe so. It's 74 degrees, and you can listen on 225 stations. The neon is chugging. All right, let's take a look at the New England Patriots, who we've both been obviously impressed by. Currently, well, me more than you. You more than me, but now the earlier. More so. The I market say. agrees as they are plus 650 to win the Super Bowl now, tied for sixth favorite with the LA Rams. Do you know how some people get premonitions? I'm one of them. I had a premonition on this. <laughs> 
And if you think about it, what would the world be saying right now if New England had beat Dallas? And I heard someone on, I think, Get Up say, uh, I can't remember who, that Dallas played their best game against New England, in their opinion. So Dallas plays their best game, and it's a coin flip at the end. Right? This is before the evolution. I mean, if Dallas and New England played right now, who you got on a neutral? New England. I do, too. And remember, Belichick a second time against teams does exceptionally well. And we'll see with the Buffalo 1-2 how that goes. But when you're in division, he know, the theory is that he knows you so well and you don't want him knowing. You don't want to look in his eyes right? in general. You don't want any contact if you can avoid it. <laughs> well, if you're in division, you can't avoid it. And I tweeted out, and do you know that Belichick was coaching in 1975 before the Bicentennial? <laughs> For the Baltimore Colts. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At RJ in Vegas. And he's coached for 37 straight years. He doesn't take no gap years, no years to hang out with the family, no years because his heart was palpitating like Urban Meyer or whatever crap he was spewing. I hate, I hate to poo poo your math. I think that's 47 straight years. Uh, no, no, no. You said 1975, right? Yeah, let's think about this. Third, um, uh, seventy-five. I mean, I was born in eighty, and I'm forty-one. Well, let's so. think about this a second. So why don't I? I might. I'll, we'll chat. We'll pull. I'll pull it up as we're talking. But wh who do? You, who would you want right now? Baltimore or Buffalo? To win the division, if you have having even money to win their to win their respective divisions. Um, I'm, so New England. I must have misspoke. I was saying Baltimore. Oh, New England New or England, Buffalo? Buffalo. Oh, I, I I think it's hard to say Buffalo anymore because New England now has this lead on them and they continue to play so well. So I, I think I would probably lean towards New England at this point. I still think the potential, the upside of Buffalo is appealing. But New England, you mentioned what they've done the last five years. They're a rock. They're, every single year, they're there. Well, you last year like, the exception. Yeah, and last year was the, the one year in the last how many that they didn't have a, a, a rock at quarterback. They didn't have someone that they could trust at quarterback, and I think that was a big part of the problem. And also last year, for a lot of reasons, they didn't have half their defense because they set out for COVID. So there was a lot of reasons why last year could be an aberration. I mean, listen, Cam, well, obviously it's an aberration, but Cam, listen, I don't care who you are, you can't win without a quarterback in this league. Belichick, the fact they went seven and nine was a miracle. I think what you said about Cam and how, how close he and Mac Jones were, the more I see of Cam right now, the more I think that was Belichick being respectful to Cam. And No, nah, I don't think so, because Belichick wouldn't play him like that. I mean, you think about it. Cam was looked pretty darn good before COVID last year. He never really recovered from. Now again, we could say that was fluky early, and later was the truth. Or maybe he's like. Remember, older players, and Cam is isn't biologically old, but physically he seems to be. It's from the distance. It seems he's in great, and it shows you if you look at Ollie against Holmes in '80. Ollie got killed. But Ali, there was actually a 30 for 30 on the lead up to the fight. He looked fit. A normal person walks in, takes his shirt off. You say, that guy's a professional athlete. The difference between being Ali was probably still the 30th best boxer in the world at that point. But against Holmes, he couldn't, he had no chance, right? So Cam walks in, he looks like you see his Instagram workouts. He's top one tenth of one percent. But the difference between him and the Cam from five years before is just night and day. Yeah. 
I think that what we've seen with Cam so far with Carolina, uh, Belichick wouldn't use him like that. And I, the more I see a Carolina, the more I'm, I don't that whole organization I was high on. I don't know. The, the, I still can't get over the Baker, or I'm sorry, the, the Darnold. Sam Darnold 50 year option. I don't understand that. I really don't. But let's set that aside. What was he, two for, he had two completions yesterday? Something like that. Um, Cam did. Whew. Five I'll, for 21. Five for 21. Speaking of the math, 1975, he started with Baltimore Belichick. 47, this is his 47th straight year and counting. That's wild. And counting. And you think about it, you look at the list, and this is at RJ and Vegas on Twitter with a young picture of Belichick and a slightly older picture of Belichick. Um, those wins did not come at zero price. There was a price, the road to greatness, as I titled it. But then he played or he coached with Detroit for two years, Denver Broncos for a year. So imagine you're a year in Denver, and now you got to go play Denver in a big championship game like they did. And it's like, hmm, he knows his altitude because he happened to coach there a year. Then he was with the Giants for about 10 years. Oh, I don't know, was the position coach for Lawrence Taylor, probably the greatest defender to ever play the game. They say Belichick to this day talks about LT in hushed tones. Like no one it'd be like no Aaron Donald, he's great. He's no LT. Now I don't know, right? I can't really judge those things, but I know that's what people say. Then he was oh, he won two Super Bowls with the Giants as the defensive coordinator. His game plan against the Bills, the Hall of Fame requested it after the game. We need that game plan. Hall of Fame. By the way, they requested it after the Rams Super Bowl. She has two Hall of Fame game plans. And then, well, 20 years with the Pats and nine AFC titles, six Super Bowls. You know why I stress this? It's because I heard people say people are supposed to know what they're talking about, that act like they know a lot more than they know. If they knew half of what they act like, they'd know a lot. Bill Belichick might not even be a top 10 head coach anymore. Exactly. Did you have a table on that? That's how, <laughs> I mean, and you know what? And like I said in this tweet, it takes more than going for it every fourth down to be a good coach. And oh, by the way, who started that revolution? I don't know, Belichick against the Colts and Peyton Manning like 12 years ago when he went for it on fourth, when no one understood what he was doing. And after they asked him, he didn't explain the math. He goes, I don't know. I had a feeling. I mean, this guy understands that if you know something and everyone else knows it, you don't know anything special. It's only when you know something that other people don't is when you have an edge. He doesn't go tell people how smart he is. He lets the Super Bowls tell you. And he might pontificate about things like uh, technique or whatever, because he'll do 20-minute diatribe. He's not going to explain his analytics. He's not going to explain why he didn't go for it against the Bucs, why he kicked the field goal. And you, I can promise you it was the right decision. Now, the result can vary, but I promise you he had thought that through before it happened. He, imagine who on earth would have let Seattle and not call that timeout? Every coach on earth except Bill Belichick would have called that timeout. Yeah. That was a Super Bowl, that one decision. And you know what? You know what? I've read a lot about Belichick, and we'll move on. It just, this to me, don't forget this. It's like after a terrorist attack, everyone says, you know, always remember. And then people do or they don't, or maybe we overreact, whatever you want to think. It's a political question, but we should be acting the same. You know, it's like people that smoke and are heavy set. They have the heart attack, get the open heart surgery. They show up at 
dinner with uh, celery sticks. They go, oh, by the way, I'm not going to have any diet soda. I'm going to have water, you know, for distilled rainwater. Or, you know, <laughs> you get that? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. Is <laughs> but the, the reality is they forget, and all of a sudden they're eating two pieces of pie, what, two, two years later, yeah. usually? Let's not forget, because Belichick's going to have a losing streak at some point, and we're going to hear a lot of radio guys talking about how the game's passed him by. And you know what? It will. Some, but when the game passes him by, he'll retire. He's not going to sit there and get beat up. He doesn't need the money. I don't think so. He's still the best coach in football, and it's not even close. I think it's the same thing you could have said. And it's funny that they're so paralleled, but you could say the same thing about Tom Brady. Every year, Tom Brady would have a bad game. People would say, oh, it's passing him by. Father time. It's finally caught up. I don't think Tom Brady would stick around if he was not. Well, but athletes never know until it's shoved in their face. And I do think there's something. And maybe Belichick won't know either, because Fezzik did a stuff last year and took all the Hall of Fame coaches and assumed Belichick, you know, Hall of Fame, and said how'd they do before the age of 60 and after the age of 60? Just one split. The average win percentage of the Hall of Fame coaches after 60, 52%. So, remember, it's a zero-sum league, so there's going to be half wins, right? some ties, but half wins. So, like, literally the smidgiest smidge above an average coach. And we're talking about ten years of coaching some of those. So there's, I, McKenzie, you remember how many uh, Hall of Famers were in that subset? I think it was ten on the list. All right, so t- ten Hall of Fame coaches, right? Maybe the ten last ones to retire. I think I can't remember. Belichick had a higher win percentage after age sixty. I mean, he's getting better. He's getting better. And I think that the, everyone is so confused right now about how you can't, how to stop. These offenses, at least they were a couple weeks ago. How do you stop Kansas City? How do you stop Buffalo? Well, lo and behold, what you see is everyone defensively is pretty much ready to stop them with the too high safety, as you've talked about, AJ. But you know who people are having trouble stopping? Teams that are running the ball. And oh, look, the Patriots just signed two tight ends and they're running what? The most powerful football, them and Philly in the league? And prioritizing defense. I don't Which know. the league says isn't important anymore. It, 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 listen, the Moneyball taught us this: is this is a marketplace. If everyone wants a house in one place, you want to be buying somewhere else. Preferably somewhere in which people are going to want the house next year, if you can figure that out. Right? Being contrarian is good enough. You'd rather be contrarian than follow the, the pack financially. Betting, what do I talk about? I actually have a pick on tonight's game, all right? In the super contest. But I didn't re- last. I didn't really have a fifth pick, which was ended up being the Browns oh, over the Ravens. But that one I, cut me. I looked. <laughs> I looked at it and I said, "Hmm, Browns are probably at the low point of the market, right? All right, they're the fifth pick. Like when you, when you got to pick five for that contest, you don't like the fifth pick all the time." I went and tried to buy low. I didn't, if I was just a little lower, we would have done fine, right? They lost by six. And, and Bakers, oh, oof. But, oof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the fact of the matter is, when you're anything with, where there's a marketplace, you don't want to be with the crowd. Belichick sees people moving one way, he starts moving the other. And I don't know, this team, I don't see, in most years, I'd say Pats are going to be third, fourth best team. Who's the best team? And what they're doing right now, McKenzie just sent this over, talking about taking the training wheels off. Most yards per pass attempt in the NFL this month, 
Mac Jones, 8.63, on top of what they already Which have. Which is going. ADOT. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> who is that. We've talked about a lot of teams here, obviously. New England, Green Bay. But who's the Super Bowl favorite? We haven't talked about them. They did pretty well also. First of Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Sometimes you just want to give facts and without commentary, without editorial. So Mike McCarthy, COVID, and we obviously wish him the best, out. It's interesting. Yesterday, the line on this game was Dallas favored by five, or I'm sorry, it was Dallas favored by five. That was the uh, the close of the look ahead line. And now McCarthy's out, and Dallas is favored by five and a half. <laughs> I mean, that seems right. I would have said a point, maybe. I was, I was thinking the same thing the upgrade. <laughs> I don't know, Quinn. I don't know. That's what I was, yeah, that's the downside we'll of it. We'll see you, Dallas. I think they might, it's interesting. I don't know how good they are right now. I thought they were pretty darn good, but you know who's the best, at least best odds? Tampa Bay Bucks, plus 525, so a little over five to one. They improved their odds. Chiefs, Six and a half to one. Bills, seven and a half to one. So let's see. Entering week one, the first favor was the Chiefs. Now they're the second favorite. Tampa was the second favorite. Now they're the first favorite. And the third favorite was, oh, the Bills. So the three, with all the commotion, all the hubbubaloo, well, the top three teams to win the Super Bowl now, same as before we played the first game. When we come back, we got Monday Night Football. I've got a super contest $5,000 pick on this game, and I'll give it to you. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh-huh. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at Monday Night Football, tonight, unless you want to just jam out for a while. Now, this is one of mine pulled from last year. Oh, okay. Kind of hip. There you go. I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> The Seattle Seahawks now two and a half point favorites. Steamed up during this uh, hour. It was one and a half when we started the show. Now two and a half at Washington. And I've got a best bet in this game, or not? I won't call it a best bet. It's a super contest pick. First, though, AJ, you've done exceptionally well on your proposition bets. Those are like player over unders, and you've focused on TV games during the week, which our audience is very appreciative of. Eleven and three. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm not a mathematician, but I think that's over 90%. I, I, I don't think it's over 90%. But oh, I, is that right? No, I, but I do think it's it's good. Okay, okay, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, you're right. Under nine. Okay. <laughs> what do you got in this Monday Nighter? I'm going with Russell Wilson over 15 oh, over, and a half over. rushing yards. I, I, it's, with his hurt finger? Is he running on his finger? Yeah, that's what gets that's hit. That's his throwing hand, that's right? What get, well, it's that's, a cold night. 
if you've got if you've got a bad finger, you you might want to run more than you throw. And it's been really easy to run for quarterbacks on this Washington football team. Daniel Jones had 95 yards. Jameis Winston had 26, uh, and Cam Newton just last week had 46 yards on 10 carries. With the season on the line, his hand still giving him problems throwing the ball, especially on a cold night. I'm going to look for Russ to go extra with his legs over 15 and a half rushing yards. Rushing yards. I, I don't like overs generally because the public loves to bet overs, so it's expensive. It's almost like a red car. They're expensive. People like them. But if you like it enough, okay, it's worth it if you got the money. Here, though, I think there's a reason to like the over. One, quarterback rushing is high leverage. Every quarterback, pretty much even like a, you know, even Big Ben back in the day, who was fairly mobile against Baltimore, he'd run a lot more. You know why? You're taking the chance. You ever you ever be at the you ever ever at the stoplight and you can maybe make it on a left hand turn and if you're late for something, you're gonna go for it. <laughs> but if you're not late, you're like, ah, I'll what's let the it risk? Go. Yeah. That's what this is like, right? Now it's kind of crazy we're saying, I wonder when you do go on that left, does it take the odds of like racking to from one to four hundred to one and two hundred? Is that I don't know what the math is on that. The Terminator would know, you know, how he looks and everywhere and you, either he's calculating everything. I don't know. But what I know is this is the season. Seattle still has a chance. I mean, right now, if if Seattle wins this game, they're the seventh seed. If it's crazy, if the season ended, so there's no sense of a game uh, of a season crusher or a dream crusher. If they lose this game, maybe, right? Maybe. Who knows though? So this is a big game. Now I played this in the Super Contest, and we're two and two this week. We've had five straight winning weeks. So six one would be if we win this game. And you can get those on my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. Every Sunday morning, I put them out. Seattle plus one was the contest line. Okay, closing line value, Seattle's two and a half. Do I like it at two and a half? No, I, I probably wouldn't even play this. I like your over better because, as we, was, as we were saying, with the intensity, the stakes on the game, just like taking that left into traffic, or not quite into traffic, you are willing to take the risk if you're Russell Wilson. Do you think he's less likely to run with a finger banged up? Yeah, probably. But I think it probably is accounted for. Mackenzie, do we have what the, his typical over-under has been on these? Yeah, it's been about 15 and a half. Okay, so if you consider it's been 15 and a half in all games and say, all right, the finger is going to probably make it a little less likely, because I think that he's going to run whenever they pass, right? Of course. And thus, they're going to pass less probably with the finger, would be my thought, right? And design run versus scramble. You know, I don't, maybe they'll have some design runs, but what I feel pretty confident of is the idea that he is good, that, that the adjustment for the TV game and the high stakes is bigger upward than the adjustment downward because of the finger. And I think the finger's probably accounted for in the line a little bit. Thus, I do like your bet on the over. Why the steam on Seattle? I think Washington has been a tale of two teams in that they were very unlucky in high leverage situations prior up to that Green Bay game. And that Green Bay game was an extreme case. They've been very lucky on third and fourth down since. They've been like through the roof. It's probably likely in the middle, but they've looked better than they really are last couple games, Washington, because they looked worse than they really were for the start of the season. But people always remember most recent, so Washington's a little overrated. So I lean Seattle at that number. I like it at our number. All right. If you missed any of today's show, 
including my I would say a rhapsody to Bill Belichick <laughs> and his genius and 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 the 47 years of grinding. I like Rhapsody, homage, ode, whatever it's going to be. You can check that all out at the podcast page at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. Maybe the biggest college football day of the year for us. We're going to be talking about the playoffs and, yep, USC. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 